0: Welcome to the Gator Tales podcast at Allegheny College, home of the Allegheny Gators, where we're talking about inquiry, learning, and scholarship. In today's episode, I'm talking with Rachel Walters. Rachel is a senior at Allegheny College. She did her summer research project with Professor Mick Demi, who is a faculty member in the Department of Environmental Sciences and Sustainability. And Rachel had an opportunity to spend the summer now in Colorado at the Rocky Mountain Biological Laboratory. Rachel and Mick have interests in aquatic ecology and they study high elevation streams in the Rocky Mountains. And in particular, they're interested in looking at how climate change affects some of the natural patterns of organisms and their interactions in these streams. I hope you enjoy our episode.
1: I'm Rachel Walters I'm a senior at Allegheny and I'm a bio major psych minor
0: and as part of your project Rachel you spent this past summer the summer of 2022 at the Rocky Mountain biological laboratory or rumble as the kind of the nickname mm-hmm. is for that. Just describe the field station in general for the general audience. Not a lot of people have been out to Colorado.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. So it's kind of located above the town of Crested Butte. It's about 20 minutes away out this like dirt road and it's surrounded by mountains. it's a bunch of little cabins that the researchers and their families can live in. It's kind of like a small campus, like we have a dining hall and then a couple different lab spaces.
0: Not a bad way to spend your summer, right?
1: Definitely not.
0: So what about the specific field sites that you were at? You spent a lot of time in some streams out there and we'll get to the the concept with your project. But just describe the, the field sites that you were at a little bit.
1: Yeah, so we worked on Washington Gulch, which isn't land owned by Rumble. Um, but it's pretty close by. It's just like a short drive away. And it's a smaller stream. And then East River is a little bit larger, and it cuts through Rumble's property. And then the Mexican Cut is a nature preserve that's kind of up um, at the base of this mountain.
0: So you do work at all three of those yeah. sites? Same amount of time at each, or were you at one more than the other?
1: We were at, I would say, East River and Washington Gulch a little bit more. Those were our sites for the food web project, and the cut was for a different set of projects.
0: Was this your first time out west? Yeah. Yeah, neat. That's fun. So, um, thinking about the, the concept behind the research, so you kind of focused on how climate change is going to affect food web phenology in some of these high elevation streams and rivers. Just for the audience that doesn't know, what what is food web phenology?
1: So phenology is just patterns of seasonal change. And we were focusing specifically on these river ecosystems and how they're impacted by drought.
0: And what are some of the players that are involved in the river food webs?
1: Yeah, so we looked at uh, mainly fish, insects, and then algae biomass.
0: Gotcha. And you quantified variables with, with all of them., yeah. kind of. So tell us a little bit um, about how climate change might affect food webs in general or kind of the phenological patterns associated with these river food webs.
1: So in the western United States, there's been this massive climate change caused drought over the past like 20 some years. Um, and it's dramatically reduced the amount of winter snowpack that the region's getting and it is the major source for water um, To these streams during the spring and summer.
0: Have any of them dried up that, that you're aware of? Not is that, it that I'm drastic? aware
1: of, no um, But they've reduced the amount of water they're getting and then they also were super important in um, regulating temperature in the streams. so the like thermal profiles been a bit higher than usual.
0: So then how do those two factors, the the increased temperature and the reduced water, how are some of the ways that that might infect um, fish and the uh, invertebrates and things like that that live in these streams?
1: So with the invertebrates, their emergence um, from the water is coming a lot sooner. So we look at insect larvae and they're flying a lot earlier than they normally would and then the fish because of the temperature difference they're having these really heightened energetic demands so their peak um, prey demand isn't matching up with availability
0: and that captures this whole idea of phenological shifts and climate-induced stuff That's, that's really really neat stuff so from a technical perspective just real briefly we don't have a bunch of ecologists in our audience but Some of the things that you did when you were out doing the research from a technical perspective what are are maybe two or three of your favorite research techniques that you did
1: i really liked electrofishing. that's what we use to mark and recapture the fish so um one of the researchers would go out with this like big backpack looking thing and shock the fish and then two other people would be behind him catching them with nets so that was pretty interesting and i kind of liked working with them and weighing them and then we would release them like back into the water when we were done
0: right was that a new technique to you Have, have you ever learned yeah, that? Yeah,
1: I've never electrofished at all and it was interesting to see also how we tag the fish because we're tracking their growth.
0: So how, how did you do that? Talk us through that real quickly.
1: Yeah, it was with this like really like this neon elastomer. So it's injected like right under their skin in different locations that like correspond to a number for us and it hardens. So it should like stay there for a while.
0: That's pretty neat. What yeah. was your recapture rate? Do you know? Like off the top of your head was no, it pretty good? No,
1: I don't. Yeah. We got a lot. Um, we had like green and pink like fish and we got a lot of the green ones back. Okay. Um, I don't know the rate though. Right. Yeah.
0: So you, you said um, that the, the work's ongoing and, and I know it's part of a larger project. Um, what What activities are you doing this particular semester that were related to the work that you did this past summer?
1: This semester, I'm going over samples we took so we would just collect these um, like we wouldn't pick through these samples at the sites. We would collect them and then put them in ethanol and like pick through them later in the lab. So I'm going over samples from last year right now and just picking through and looking at the different invertebrates that are in these samples. And then also, I'm working with data from a variety of caddisfly experiments that we did.
0: So it's a lot of microscopy work. Yeah. Do you have favorite music that you like to listen to when you're doing I've, scope work?
1: I've been listening to podcasts. Oh, interesting. Actually, interesting. yeah.
0: Interesting. Well, I hope this makes the list. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, the um, I wanted to talk kind of about the broader impacts of, of the work. I know that, that was something that was really exciting and interesting to you so tell us kind of the, the outreach areas or the broader impacts that were associated with this that weren't directly related to the the collection of scientific data
1: so our major one is that our data is hopefully going to be used to help inform local fisheries on like uh sustainable practices they can use because of what's happening in the river ecosystems so hopefully it'll help them like economically and also Um, Keep having these like environmental benefits.
0: Are you targeting areas? um, Like outside of the rumble area like the entire US even bigger than the US or are they kind of Focused a little bit more regionally to the area that you're studying.
1: I think it's mostly regional, but I know that uh, Mick has collaborators um, I think North Carolina University and I am not exactly sure what regions they're targeting But it is this like bigger project
0: So one last question for you, and it's kind of the the bigger picture about Allegheny. So some of the coursework that you've taken outside of your bio major. So you're a biology major. You did a project with an environmental science mm-hmm. faculty mentor. What's some of the coursework that you've taken outside of the sciences? Maybe that's going to help prepare you for the project, start to finish, any any part of it.
1: Yeah, honestly, I would say English um, or any of like the humanities courses. If I I've taken that of like let me focus a little bit more on writing because I have had to do a lot of like proposal writing, a bit of like grant writing for this project. And then I've been doing a lot of sort of summaries of what we did over the summer. And the writing skills have like definitely helped me communicate my ideas better.
0: That's great to hear. Shout yeah. out to all my humanity colleagues and faculty members. Nice work with us. Um, Rachel, that's all I had. Thanks for taking time to talk with me today. Really yeah, no problem. It. See you around. So the work that Rachel did this past summer was made possible through funding by the Harold M. State Research Fellowship. And I just want to say thanks to Mr. Harry E. Bonner, who's the donor associated with this fund. Your continued support to Allegheny College and our students really is what drives our summer research program and a lot of the research related activities on campus. So thank you very much. Hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll catch up with you next time.